Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, here we are. We are going through the New Testament, and we are in 1 John chapter 3, which means we're almost through with the New Testament. We're going to continue next year with the Bible, the whole Bible, and nothing but the Bible. And so we're going to go from 30,000 feet and look down, and we're going to look at every book of the Bible. So by the end of the year, Monday through Friday, 10 minutes a day, you should have a pretty good grasp of the whole Bible and where everything fits together. Fascinating story, the Bible from the beginning to the end, <clears throat> the account of Israel and Abraham and the family of Abraham, the Jewish people and the Messiah Jesus and him going to the cross and coming back again and setting up the new heavens and the new earth. So we will do the whole thing. Here we go. Chapter 3, 1 John. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. Man, I could just camp out right there. The love that the Father has given to us, that we are called his children. We are the children of God. We have been born of the Spirit, born again. And so we are his children. And that's what we are. That's what we are. We are the children of God. The reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. So, you know, what's that saying? Well, people just don't, they don't get it. It doesn't make, doesn't make sense to them. Well, that's because they don't, they don't know him. They are not part of the family. But they can be part of the family. So just keep inviting, 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 inviting people to church, Bible studies, events. Uh, invite people. Verse 2. Dear friends, now, now we are the children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we'll be like him and shall see him as he is. And so all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. So he's bringing it out all the way to the end. Jesus will come back. And we're going to be like him, but we don't really know what all of that means. But what we do know is that right now we keep purifying ourselves and getting rid of everything that doesn't look like him. And I can tell you that in my life, there's a lot that doesn't look like him. And there's a lot that I still need to shed. And there's a lot that I need to still keep cutting off. There's an illustration I like to use. It's of a sculptor who's making a horse out of one piece of stone. And somebody came up to him and said, how do you do that? Just sculpt a horse out of one piece of stone. How do you do that? And he said, I just get rid of everything that doesn't look like a horse. <laughs> and so Jesus is working in our life and he's getting rid of everything that doesn't look like him. So let's cooperate with the process. Let's cooperate with what he's doing and get rid of everything so that when he appears, we'll be like, we'll be like him. All who have this hope purify themselves just as he is pure. He is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. Okay. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. There is no sin in him. He's absolutely perfect. And he came to take away our sins, to forgive us uh, our sins, but also to to start purifying us, to get rid of this stuff, get rid of all of that stuff that doesn't look like a horse. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. Right. 
we're going to stop doing this stupid stuff. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. So, you know, we say we know him and we just keep going about just, you know, sinning all the time and not feeling bad about it. it there's no evidence that he's working in our lives if that's the case. People say a lot of things. Dear children, don't let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. He aimed to destroy all that evil, to destroy all that evil in our lives, to get rid of it. He comes and he lives in us and then the Holy Spirit begins to work in us, begins to show us this junk that's in our lives, shows it to us so that we can turn it over to him and become more like him. It's God who's working in our lives, destroying the works of the devil, destroying the evil works, destroying all of the terrible stuff. No one who's born of God will continue to sin. Because God's seed remains in him, they can't go on sinning because they've been born of God. So when the seed of God is in us and it germinates and it's growing, it begins to push all of this sin out of us. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, you know, goodness, kindness, uh, all of these things. And there's no law against these things. And so fruit takes a while to grow, but fruit does grow. And because that seed is in us, it's growing. And what's growing is goodness, pushing out all of the evil. It's evidence that we belong to him, that our lives are changing. Our lives are being transformed. We're going from being selfish to people to selfless people. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child. Nor is anyone who does not love his brother or sister. Yeah, it's all about love. It's all about love. That's the evidence, really. The evidence that we belong to him is that we love. For this is the message you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. The message has always been love. And early on in First John, he said, I'm going to tell you a new command. Well, what's the new command? The new command is the old command, and that's that we would love one another. Don't be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother Abel. And why did he murder him? Because his actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. He couldn't stand that his brother was righteous. He couldn't stand that his brother was serving the Lord. So he just killed him. He was jealous, got rid of him. Don't be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Shouldn't be surprising. We know that we've passed from death to life because we love one another. What's the evidence that we belong to him? That we love one another. Anyone who doesn't remain in love remains in death. Anyone who doesn't love remains in death. And anyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. So Jesus likened this. He likened hatred to murder. He likened uh, murder to being something that you do in your heart. It's not necessarily uh, that you actually do the deed, but you do it in your heart. And it's evil. It doesn't belong to God. This is how we know what the love of God is. Jesus laid down his life for us. Right. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers and sisters. We should be loving people so much so that we would lay down our life, that we would die for people. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let's not love with just words or speech, 
but with actions and in truth. So let's not just sing about love and talk about love and use all the words about love. Let's just really love. Let's love people. Let's care about people. Let's help the people around us. Let's be an encouragement to the people around us. <clears throat> this is how we know that we belong to the truth and we've set our hearts at rest in his presence. Well, our hearts should be at rest. It shouldn't be you know, full of guilt and you know, looking for something. We've settled. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God's greater than our hearts. Thank you for that. He knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what's pleasing to him. So, you know, now that we're born again and we're the children of God, you know this if you had multiple siblings in your family, that you can be a compliant child or you can be a non-compliant child. And I would like to be a compliant child. I would like to do what he wants me to do. I would like to love people. I would like to be in a position where he's not constantly correcting me and constantly disciplining me. This is his command to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, I can do that. I can believe in Jesus and to love one another as he commanded us. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Love God, love people. Love God and love people. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit that he gave us. Somebody said, you just know in your knower that you know him. You just know that you know that you know. And nobody can convince you differently. I know that I know that I know that God is living in me, that he's saved me, that he's come and he's, lived, he's living in my life. Commune with him daily. So, beloved, let us love one another. Bless you. Let's continue on in First John. And next year, let's do the Bible, the whole Bible, and nothing but the Bible, where we look at every book of the Bible over the course of a year. Hey, bless you guys.